This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Monroe. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Brojo Online. You know, I talk about confidence all the time. And I've just come to realize that I make a big assumption when I do this. The assumption being that everybody knows what that word means, and they have a working definition of it. And while I do try to make sure that my content allows people to understand what confidence is and live by it, if there is such a thing, I realized lately that a lot of people have very unhelpful definitions of confidence. And the definitions they have actually drive them towards misery. So I want to talk about redefining confidence. I want to share what I've learned about what that word means, what it now means to me, compared to what it used to mean to me. And I want to encourage and enable you to come up with a definition of your own that allows you to actually achieve it, both as an outcome and the way you feel about yourself, but most importantly as a process, the way you live to live confidently. So, we're going to look today to try and find a definition of confidence that will improve your quality of life. And I want to start by talking about what I think confidence isn't. Uh, I want to talk about what I used to think confidence was, or at least what I used to pursue, and what I think a lot of people believe confidence is that uh, doesn't help them. First and foremost, I see competence being confused for confidence. So competence is skill. It's being good at something by some sort of comparative measure. And quite often we're told to become more confident by becoming more competent, to become very good at things, to achieve highly in a range of areas. Now this can be really confusing and distracting because you will feel more confident with more competence. You feel confident driving after you become skilled at it. You feel competent socializing after you learn how to manipulate others. You get this impression that if I become skilled at everything, if I become good at stuff, that I am therefore confident. But what you'll find is that there'll still be this gap in your armor. You'll still go into a situation of the unknown, where you're unskilled and unprepared, and all confidence deserts you. And I want you to be able to find a definition of confidence that doesn't require competence. A definition that doesn't require you to be good at something for you to be confident in it. For you to be able to walk into an unknown situation as if you're prepared because of how prepared for being unprepared you are. How how accepting of being incompetent you are. I don't want you to have to rely on something like skill to feel confidence. So that's, I used to think competence was confidence. That you felt good about yourself by being good at stuff. And that only led me to become approval and achievement seeking, uh, which wasn't helpful for me. We'll talk about that a bit more in a second. The next thing that, uh, the next concept that I think a lot of people confuse for confidence is psychopathy. And what I mean by that is emotional unaffectedness. We're often, when we describe someone who's confident, we... We sort of do that cool, calm, and collected. This person who's unfazed emotionally by anything. And we revere these people. We look up to them. We see them as as role models. We think it's good to be emotionally unaffected. 
Now, while psychopaths do demonstrate high narcissism and determination and quick decision-making, it's very easy to think of a psychopath as confident. These same people can cause huge amounts of harm. They're, they're willing to crush people. There's no compassion. They're willing to take massive risks that could really, really harm others and themselves. They, they often end up in prison because they're so incalculating of risk and so spontaneous, uh, or should I say impulsive. So psychopathy can be very harmful, and emotional psychopathy, this kind of repression of emotion, it comes at a price. You will be unable to enjoy life if you can't really feel anything. You get this in the pseudo-spiritual world, where people go on and on about being detached from emotion and just observing it happen and so on and so forth. And they really kind of sell the kind of Buddhist Zen idea that I guess confidence can be described as someone who doesn't really feel anything. They just watch themselves feeling stuff, and they're totally detached from it. I really disagree with this. I used to believe in this. I used to repress all my repress all my emotions. But what this led to was I couldn't fucking enjoy life. You know, I didn't have highs or lows. I I felt nothing. I'd be at an event that on paper looks like a great event for me to be at, and I wasn't even excited. I wasn't even crying at funerals. I was just dead inside. And I don't think dead inside is a very helpful definition of confidence. There are three ways, I believe, to react to emotion. One is to drown in it, to be completely owned by it and reactive to it, overreactive to it. You know, this is the hysterical kind of person who just can't even control themselves at all. The next option is to be psychopathic, which is to repress all emotion, to be unaffected by it entirely, and therefore to have no real joy or connection in your life. I think the confidence is about surfing emotion like a wave. It's about somebody who can be all of their emotions without drowning in them, to use them to their own advantage, to, to make use of emotion as a way to connect and, and feel and live. So I don't believe psychopathy is a helpful working definition of confidence. There are times where being ruthless helps, but I believe ultimately a confident person thrives in all of their emotional states and has no shame about any of them. Along the lines of competence, there's also the concepts of achievement and approval. So we often look at someone who's rich and famous as a great extreme of this, as also confident. So someone who has it all and is loved by all, as confident. The trouble with this is it relies on something external to you, and I want to make sure you have a working definition of confidence that does not. I believe that you can be confident without anyone else loving you. I believe that you can be confident without being rich, without winning everything. I believe the loser can be more confident than the winner, depending on their, uh, their perspective on life. And so I want you to let go of the idea that you have to be good at stuff and you have to be loved to be confident. I want to get you to the point that you can be deeply involved in life without caring if you win or lose, and that you can achieve integrity as a priority over achieving uh, reward. And the last sort of definition of confidence that I think is unhelpful is the idea of dominance and arrogance. The idea that confidence is done by crushing others, by being overbearing, by being so extroverted and manipulative that other people don't even get a shot. We often think of these people as confident, these people who overtake a conversation, these people who don't listen to you and interrupt, these people that use tactic and skill to 
get to leadership positions through fear and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and I believe that these are, you know, dominance and arrogance are deep insecurities. They they show that, you know, you're so worried about controlling everybody else that you're unwilling to allow anybody else to have a turn. Out of all of these different definitions, competence, psychopathy, approval-seeking, I think dominance and arrogance is the least confident. But it can appear to be the most. So it's easy to be deceived by this and to end up role-modeling uh, the wrong people. When I first started on this mission for myself, which was about seven years ago, when I realized that the, the suffering in my life was ultimately a result of lacking confidence, I set out to ask a single question. I remember clearly asking myself this question, making it my mission in life to answer it. And that is, how do I enjoy my life if everybody else dies? And what I mean by that is I had just seen the movie I Am Legend by Will Smith. And he's the last guy left in the world, right? And I realized, holy shit, like, you know, he's so intense in that movie. He's got his mission, he's he's working on his project, you know, he goes out and he hits golf balls and he plays with his dog and he hunts and all this kind of stuff. He really fully embraces life, even though he's the only person left. And it was inspiring for me. I thought, you know, I'm so dependent on approval and achievement. I, I need to win and I need people to like me. What if that was taken away from me? What if I wasn't able to get my good feelings from that anymore? What if there was no longer the chance to have approval or to win competition or to dominate in any way? What if, you know, what if I had to rely on me to enjoy my life? I didn't realize at the time that I was asking what is confidence, but I later translated the question to mean what is confidence. So I started looking at living in a way that I'd never even considered before. Living in a way that wasn't about pleasing other people or trying to get outcomes or fill my bank account or get laid or any of those things. I was trying to find what's the other way of living that could be achieved even if everyone else died. And that's when I started to discover something that's called valued living or living by values, which is the art of integrity. I started to look at the idea of how do I behave in a way that's true to me, and what does it even mean to behave in this way? How do I change the way I think and act to make myself proud of myself as a closed-loop system, where nobody else's opinion mattered, where I didn't need a trophy on the wall, where I didn't need a memory of someone loving me, or anything like that, to, to feel confident? How did I get there? And that was the question I asked myself, like I said, about seven years ago, and I've been trying to answer ever since. So with valued living, I started to look at the concept of having integrity. What does it mean to be yourself in, in a closed-loop system? And this is where I came up with a different definition of confidence that I'd like to share for you now. Confidence is the ability to be yourself regardless of what it might cost you externally. The ability to be yourself, to have integrity, regardless of what it costs. And so today, and I wanted to keep this one kind of short today. I usually ramble on for like an hour, but I want to keep this one concise. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to tell you what I've found after seven years of trying to answer this question. What the answer I've currently come to is. Of course, it will change. Essentially, I've broken down confidence into six core values. And you can change these as you see fit. Think of this as a platform that you can start your new definition of confidence for. But 
six guideposts as to how to live with integrity, which ends up with internal confidence. The ability to be yourself regardless of what I might cost you. The ability to rely on yourself to get through the unknown. The ability to live the way that you'll be proud of, even if everyone else says it's a stupid way to live. Yeah? That's what I want to look at. The first, the first value, the first pillar of, of confidence through integrity is responsibility. When I study the difference between genuinely confident people who love themselves and everybody else, which is like 3% of the population versus about 97%, I see a difference between victims and what you might call leaders or creators. Responsibility doesn't mean taking the blame. It means taking the obligation to take action. A responsible person looks at their life and goes, these are the cards I've been dealt. This is up to me to deal with. And a victim looks at their life and goes, why has this happened to me? Whose fault is this? A responsible person doesn't care about whose fault it is. A responsible person goes, even if I've been raped, even if my family's been killed, even if I'm in a war-torn country, it's my job to make the most of this situation. It's my job to have integrity through the situation. You know, it's my job to scream freedom while I'm being tortured to death. It's my job to be me no matter what's happening. It's my job. Whereas a victim goes, who is going to make this easier for me? Why is this so hard? And who's going to come fix it? Who do I point the finger at to come and help me? Yeah. So responsibility is the first pillar. Before you can even get onto any of the other values, responsibility is like the gateway. You have to decide this is your life, your job. Nobody else can really help you with it. The second value is curiosity. I talk about this all in massive detail in my book, Nothing to Lose. But curiosity isn't about being certain. It's in fact about embracing uncertainty, about knowing that you don't know. See, insecure, unconfident people cling to what they know. They're unwilling to give it up. They end up being very prejudiced with their beliefs, very stereotyped, because they're so scared of walking into the unknown. And yet the unknown is all that really exists. We don't really know anything. We just like to think we do, because we get scared if we, know, if we don't. But a confident person embraces the fact that they are always a student of life, that they don't really know anything, that everything they're currently certain of will be destroyed by evidence eventually. So curiosity is about challenging your biases. It's about looking at your thoughts and going, really? Is that true? How do I test these thoughts with action? How do I go out there and prove myself wrong and break my rules? That's what a curious person does. Or should I say that's what a confident person does? The third value is courage. This one comes up a lot, and quite often I think confidence is oversimplified to courage, like it's just doing what you're afraid of. But doing what you're afraid of isn't always a good thing to do. It isn't always a helpful thing to do. I'd like to be more specific with courage, and I think courage is choosing emotional discomfort to be honest, to take honest action, and breaking it down into the smallest bites needed so that you do take action. People quite often overwhelm themselves, they try to flood themselves with a high-risk event, but what they don't realize is this is just a tactic to get out of doing anything at all. What a, what a confident person does is, like, how can I take at least a tiny bite out of this thing? I don't care how small and insignificant it looks on paper. How do I go where I've never gone before, where it makes my 
hands sweat and my heart rate increase. But I'm doing it because it's good for my integrity. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Not just doing it to be scared, but doing it because it takes me forward into being a more honest person. And I'd say the simplest, most practical way to do this is to speak about things that you're ashamed of. A confident person holds nothing back. And a victim holds everything back. Or tries to use what they have to manipulate others. Be willing to lose someone by sharing what's honestly true about you. Which brings us to the fourth value, which is honesty. Honesty is really integrity. And everything else, every other part of this, this, these six pillars are really in support of honesty. Honesty is about sharing the obvious truth, acting the way you want, letting people see you for what you really are, not the best of you, but all of you. It means letting your fears and insecurities be known. It means sharing your opinion even though it's going to cost you to do so. It means basically doing what you want and speaking your mind even if it's going to cost you everything. That's honesty. And you can break that down, with, like I said, with courage into the smallest bite that you're currently capable of. Just making sure you stay on the spectrum of honesty and not slipping into deception. The fifth, uh, I would say like the feminine, really strong feminine value here, is acceptance. Confident people accept that life is the way it is, that they know that they can imagine a better life, but that imagination is a fiction and there is only real life. And so acceptance is this kind of, once you've taken your action, once you've expressed yourself honestly, is to just lie back and let the universe react, without trying to control it. People who are insecure try to control life, and confident people just let life happen while they behave honestly. Rather than trying to control someone's reaction, just let them have their reaction. Rather than trying to prevent yourself getting fired, let yourself be fired if that's what honesty leads to. You know, acceptance is about just letting the world be the way it is. Understanding that the world does have terrorism and tidal waves and cancer and and all the awful things that we wish weren't true. Acceptance goes, yes, they are true. Life is hard and unfair and doesn't make sense. It's always been that way. We just imagine a world where it isn't. And clinging to that imagination is a lack of acceptance. Acceptance is going, yeah, well, that would be nice to have, but... Reality is X. Which leads to the final kind of pillar, which is also a loop. These things go round and round in a circle. Uh, and that is respect. Respect is once you've, once you've you know, uh, been accepting and allowed things to happen, respect is an examination of what's happened. It's acknowledging the feedback, allowing yourself to be influenced and to learn from it, to see what you did, and go, oh, okay, that tells me this. This changes this belief and changes that belief. Respect is allowing the universe to correct you. With that being said, it's also done without compromise. Respect is also where boundaries are set. Where if you don't like the reaction that people are having, you make that known. Not to influence them, but just to let them know where your boundaries lie and to allow those boundaries to change or end relationships or actions as you see fit. So I believe that confidence, when I say it is being yourself regardless of what it will cost you externally, having integrity no matter how people react to it, it's the implementation of these six pillars of being responsible, being curious, being courageous, being honest, accepting what happens and giving respect to what happens. 
and to constantly live by that as closely as you can. And understand that confidence, part of confidence is lacking confidence. You're a human being. There'll be times of self-doubt, self-loathing, of uncertainty. And that actually part of being confident is accepting all of those things happening and doing your best within that realm. So I hope this helps you define confidence in a way that you can actually live by and understand that all those other things, psychopathy, competence, approval-seeking, they're all actually forms of insecurity uh, and chasing them is only going to disable your confidence more. For more on this, send through your questions and everything to dan at brojo.co.nz. Share this podcast around if it's been helpful for you. And I'll catch you all next time.